couple years down the road, um, life's pretty much the same, you know, running the valve, doing your jokes. Yeah. You know, things are good. Could always be better, I guess. You know, always, always striving to be a little bit better. Sure. Always striving to be, you know, a little bit more you. Okay. Every day you wake up, do you think today's the day that I take another chip off of that hard exterior of mine? <laughs> today's the day I learn a little bit more about who I am. Okay. So you've kind of been like embracing like things that you, um, you know, just kind of, kind of like afterthoughts, things that you've like always liked. Like what's something you always like liked, but you just never really do it. Oh, um, for one reason or another. Sure. Probably played Dungeons and Dragons. There you go. And so like things like that where you're like, man, you know, I'm going to start doing a little more, a little more me stuff. Okay. I'm going to try to treat myself better and, and, you know, make sure like the time I'm spending is valuable. Like I want to do what I want to be doing. So you're doing that. You're playing Dungeons and Dragons. You're, uh, you're playing music a little bit more. You're all of a sudden having a, like a lot more fun on stage. You're spending like a lot of time with yourself, you know? And like you, you've been like doing this thing where once every Saturday you'll go to this arcade, you put $5 in, spits out a bunch of quarters, and you're going to go get on Cruising USA. You know what I mean? Okay. You're going to fucking put the pedal down. And you're going to drive all across this goddamn country 90 seconds at a time. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those weird things in life where you're like, you're really good at the game. So like five bucks like takes you a while, you know? Okay. You're, you spend like a lot of time in there and it's just a time of like decompression and a time where you just sort of recenter yourself. And it's like this really holistic thing that, that turns out to mean a lot to you. You're in there one day just fucking cruising all across the USA. Nice. You like to imagine in between like uh, like laps, you know, as you cruise through the USA, in between laps, you like to like take a little minute and go, thank you, New York City. I had a great time. <laughs> That's so bad. You like play out these little vignettes in your head of you interacting with the people in the towns of cruising USA, right? Wait, do I, do I say that out loud? Yeah, I mean, there's not, there's never really anybody around you, you know. Okay. What's the harm? You don't mind? Has anyone ever ever overheard me? Never. Okay. Well, whatever. Well, I don't know about overheard you. Nobody's ever said anything to you. Sure. Okay. But people, people definitely know that you're the cruising USA guy, and a couple people there know that you talk to yourself in between maps. They don't tell anybody about it because you're a nice guy and you don't fuck with them. Sure. You know? Oh, okay, that's good. But they, like, know that you're, like, a weird dude. Okay. They talk about you to their friends. What? Yeah. One night you do it, and uh, they all go to this party. There's, like, 25 people there, and these two guys walk in, uh, Brad Melrose and Stan Glorman. <laughs> Stan Glorman? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brad and Stan walk in. And everybody's like Brad, Stan. They they like love them because uh, they're like, well like they're like the arcade dudes, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. You want to go play? Oh, you can play. You go see. Oh, you go yeah, see. You go see that. Brad and Stan. They'll take care of you. Oh, cool. So they're they're like cool guys to know, you know. And everybody's like, man, that's got to be so cool. Like all the free games. He goes, man, you meet some real weird people. 
And people are like, what are you talking about? He goes, there's the, and he kind of leans in. Oh, no. He pulls a beer out of a cooler, tosses it to Stan. Stan cracks it the fuck open. Brad pulls another one out for himself. Tosses his beer to his opposite hand, takes that wet ice water hand and runs it through his jet black hair. And he says, there's a guy who comes in once a week and he tells the whole fucking story. He like, cause you have like characters that you bring back, you know, there's like people you see, you know, cause you do this a lot. Okay. So he like talks about the different people in your like little universe inside cruising USA. This is so sad. So one day you're there, right? You're just fucking cruising along, right? You just left uh, Chicago. You just said goodbye to uh, an old flame. You see her every time you go through. What's her name? Her name is uh, Sandra Sullivan. Okay. She's a high-powered ad exec, big corner office, doesn't have the time for a man like you. <laughs> you make love in the corner office up against the glass. Thank God it's like quadruple pained. Yeah, thank God. Otherwise, you would have fucked to your death. Jeez. But you don't. You leave. You go to leave Chicago. You say goodbye, Sandra. Till next time. And as soon as you say that, this girl, like, sticks her head in the car, and she goes, man, you're really good at this game. Whoa. And you're, like, shocked by her. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. She goes, I've been watching you since the East Coast. Like, you're really good at this game. Oh, thanks. She was the whole thing about all the people. Like, that's a little weird. She goes, Sandra, it seems like you guys have a thing. She points down. You have a fucking hard on. Okay. Um. Yeah, I got to be honest. I'm a little embarrassed right now. She sees your cheeks flush. She goes, hey, don't worry. It's, it's okay. I really like playing. I really like playing this game. I like, I like Cruising cool. USA. I like Cruising World. She goes, I'm a sucker for these driving games. I go, hey, you want to race? She goes, I'll tell you what. She goes, I'll race you. And if if you win, I'll answer any question about me you want to know. If I win, you come with me to this uh, political rally that's going on later. Okay. Spend the afternoon with me, hang out, hold up a sign, march around. What's the political thing? Uh, she tells you she, the story about this guy who was... Uh, He's the only man alive who has physical, credible evidence of an alien abduction. Okay. He has, like, cell phone. He has, like, video evidence of him being abducted and, like, being on a UFO and, like, looking around and being like, holy fuck. And he, like, gets a video of the aliens, and that's, like, the last thing you see before it gets knocked out of his hand. Oh, wow. He has, like, the phone. He got out of there. Okay. And uh, he's been, like, arrested illegally, a lot of people are saying. For because why? Because the government like found out that he had credible evidence. Oh, okay. And they they threw him in jail. Okay. And like they're all people are always like asking the government like, hey, what's going on with him? Uh, Bud Sliman. Bud Sliman. Yeah, Bud Sliman. Okay. He comes well, from the Sliman family. They sold a lot of electronics in St. Louis. Okay. The Sliman Brothers. This is a downtown institution. Sure. So Bud Sliman like, has been imprisoned, and basically the cops are like, we're not letting you out until you give us this evidence. Oh, wow. So people are like pretty pissed about it. 
but not everybody's on board because it's like an alien thing, you know, that's like that automatically just kind of doesn't. People are kind of weirded out. Yeah, ring true. So well, would you. Yeah, you know what? That sounds like a cause I could get behind, I guess. So would you race her to see. Absolutely. So you, uh, you guys race. She beats you by like two tenths of a second. You didn't oh, even geez. know it was possible. She's good. Wow. She goes, uh, here, give me your phone. You give her a phone. She puts her name and phone number in there. She sends you a text with the address. She goes, uh, follow me. Okay. Would you follow her? Yeah, well, I guess I have to. I lost. You get out of the um you get out of the car and like see like she's like stunning, you know? Stunning. What does she look like again? She has a shaved blonde head. She has uh, kind of cool brown eyes. She's a uh, sort of short on the short side. Like what? What's her height? Five foot even. Oh wow! That is five short. dot zero zero dot zero <laughs> zero. <laughs> so she is just completely five feet. Five feet on okay. the fucking dot. That's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. Does she know that? Absolutely, she knows that. Okay. She said it registered. <laughs> there's a there's a thing out called the the Five Foot Society, and they just like society. they just like go around documenting things that are exactly five feet. Why on earth? It's kind of like an ASMR thing. Why would this because, ever exist? Because people, when there, there's a subsect of, the of people. There's a subsect of people who, when they see an item that is exactly five feet long. <laughs> They just feel a chill up their spine. It just really does it for them. Yeah, like a, a was it ASMR? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like it's just like that, except okay. that their trigger is seeing an item that is exactly five feet tall. Well, come as you are, I guess. So she leads you. Uh, she leads you outside, right? You follow her to the address. There's like a detention center. On the edge of town. You see there's like two dozen people there just kind of walking around, picketing. Some of them have signs on. They're, they're like they're wearing they're all wearing like sandwich boards. Wow. And they're like, uh, free bud. And then there's a guy who's standing there, he's like pretty drunk, and he's like, Where's they're like, not Bud Weiser. Oh, He's like a town drunk. That sucks. Yeah. That is so and he lame. just like well, he just like won't leave. Oh, wait. Yeah. This is day this is day fourteen of this protest and he's been there every day demanding a free beer. <laughs> it just hasn't gotten through to him then. No. Right. On the fourth day, somebody brought him a free beer and he drank it in front of them and demanded more and they're like, Okay, we're not gonna this guy's clearly like got a problem. He's a bit weird. So you're kinda out there, would you protest with them? Yeah. It's I mean the story sounds like it's bullshit. You know what I mean? Like that shouldn't happen to someone. Shouldn't forced to be uh you know, he shouldn't be would forced you, by the government to do that. Would you make a sign? Yeah. What would your sign say? I would write abduct this and underneath it a big middle finger. Yeah. You're wearing like a are you gonna wear a sandwich board like everybody else? Yeah. 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 What's the other side say? Abduct you got abduct this and then the middle finger. 
Then the other side, uh, um, free him. It's freedom. Free him. Free him. Okay. So and then freedom underneath it. <laughs> free him and then freedom. Yeah. So they got a little sandwich board studio. On the oh side. wait, hold on. Can I add one more thing? So you you put um, freedom. <laughs> Free him. <laughs> so what I want to do is put freedom uh-huh. and then a colon and then just write the the, the definition of the word freedom. <laughs> That's what I want on the back of my sandwich board. You're going to write like noun. Yeah. With a phonetic I'm spelling. Gonna, I'm going to act like it's, I'm going to write word, letter for letter. It's a uh, definition from the Oxford Dictionary. <laughs> and then what's, 100%. On, the, what's on the front? Uh, abduct this. And abduct this. middle and finger. finger. So you feel like you're making two pretty strong statements here. Fuck you know? yeah. And uh, you, uh, you're making the signs and then the girl that's with you. I don't think we ever. Yeah. What's her name? Her name is uh, Gilda Marchand. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What's her deal? She's just like a, she comes from the Marchand family. How are you saying her name? Marchand. Okay. M A R C H A M P. Then you kind of close your mouth like Marshall. Yeah, it's okay. Like a Marshall. <laughs> okay, I get it. So her her family made a lot of money in like textiles, and uh, she comes from she comes from basically like a lot of money, you know. Okay. So she's kind of free to come and do as she wants. So she she decides to spend that time on being an activist, and this is one of her causes. That's pretty cool. You know, I feel like a lot of people, I don't know. I think if I had like that kind of money, I'd yeah. like to think I'd do good stuff, but I don't know if I would. So when people do do it, I fucking rules. It's pretty great. Yeah. And she doesn't like rub it in your face or anything. She's like, sure, uh, it's just what she does. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty inspiring. So you guys, you guys like talk a lot about it as you're making your sign. You know, you've got the freedom definition, like right there. You got it all stenciled out. You're, you've been working on this thing for like. 45 minutes or so uh you're really putting some time in yoda is just you know she's already got some made this is in her first rodeo sure she got some laminated ones they're like you know pro done by the best <laughs> what do you mean the best there's a the guy best. who who makes oh, no. he he runs an etsy store yeah and he is like the best protest sign maker <laughs> he's known as that yeah <laughs> he certainly is he certainly is Yep. <laughs> about about a, a year from now, before this happens, sure. Um, you know the 2020 election, uh, Trump wins again. No, and people are protesting, and this guy like just made the best fucking signs. He made signs for Justin Timberlake, Jonathan uh, Taylor Thomas, Kevin Nealon, Paul Simon, Garfunkel, a lot of people. He made professional. Trump protest signs okay. and they were all over the place. This guy so probably cleaned up. He fucking blows up, right? So she's out there with the best, you know. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. You guys are uh boarding it up, you put the boards on. Hers have like little padding, you know, that make it nice on her shoulders. Yours is a leather strap. Remind you of the the weight you're carrying as you're walking around <laughs> exercising one of your your rights. <laughs> So you're protesting, right? For the next like six weeks, 
you get really into this and you're like, you know what? This fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, fuck, like this guy hasn't done anything wrong. He's yeah. probably traumatized. So you, you get really into it. You guys are out there six weeks and uh, Gilda gets a little bit more suspicious kind of as, um, as time goes on, you've met a couple other guys in the crew. Uh, what do you mean suspicious? Like she just like tells you she's going to be places and that she doesn't show up. Or sometimes you see her just like duck away and then come back to try to like re-enter without anybody knowing she's gone. But she's like breathing heavy. She's got like sticks in her hair. You know what I mean? I guess I would um, ask her about it when no one was around. So she, have me and her become like friends or? Yeah. I mean, just because through like proximity, like you see her a lot. You see her around a lot. Okay. So I guess I go, I go up to her and I go, hey, I'm going to grab some coffee. You want to come? She goes, I would kill for some coffee. You see the it. bags under her eyes. I take her to just whatever is close. There's a Starbucks nearby. You guys go get coffee. Yeah. And we sit down. I make some small talk. And then I go, I got to be honest. I'm a little confused. She goes, what's going on? Um, You're acting a little off. You're not acting like yourself. She kind of like looks around, makes sure nobody's watching. She goes, look, I can't say a lot about it right now, but there's some big things happening. We think we're going to get Bud out. Well, we think we know how to get him out. Really? Yeah. And she goes, look. You already know, so I may as well tell you. Yeah, I, mean, I see I see you like sneak around and stuff. She goes, that's why I brought you here. What? She goes, I saw you on that cruising USA game, and I knew there's going to come a day when I need a man to get behind the wheel. Oh, God damn it. She goes, she looks at you, and she what? says, Pat. What? Are you that man? I don't know. What do you, what's going on? She goes, tomorrow at 3 p.m. on the dot, we're going to break Bud out of prison. We're going to get him out or out of jail. We're going to get him out of there. And we're going to need a car to get away. If we hit him fast and we get out of there as quick as we can, we can get him into the city no. and then hide him. No. no. She goes, Pat, this changes everything. I can't do that. I, I can't do that. He is a prisoner of the United States government. She was, he's, she's innocent. She stands up. I know up. that, but he's, they're going to find us. They're going to know it's us. And she goes, Pat, I've seen you drive. I've seen your skills. I know what you can do. You stand up to meet her gaze. I go, well, who else are they going to hire? I stick my fucking hand out. She shakes your hand. Hell yeah. She's drinking a Frappuccino out of a glass bottle. She breaks it on the table. <laughs> Slices open her palm, gives you the shard. <laughs> the guy at the counter, his name's Trevor. He goes, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, that is very egregious. Do you become blood brothers? Yeah, I mean, I guess. You sure. cut your hand and it feels fucking good. <laughs> oh, God. You feel a searing pain from the middle of your palm down to the tip of your cock. Ugh. She goes, tomorrow, three o'clock. You'll know. So you get to the uh, next day, you'd go? Yeah. The next day, you walk outside. You hit the button to like unlock your car. It's no longer that white Ford Fiesta. 
1969 Jet Black Camaro <laughs> with your license plates and all of the bumper stickers on the exact same spot <laughs> relative to this car. Yeah? Yeah. Well, that makes me a little bit nervous, actually. Because it seems like I could be identified pretty easily. So what do you do? Fuck it. I jump behind that goddamn wheel. You get behind the wheel. You fire it up. You feel the fucking power underneath the hood. Put on NPR. You put on NPR. They're talking about uh, Donaldson Honey Butter Farms. <laughs> they're what doing. Happened? They're doing a profile on Don Donaldson. He was the uh, the godfather of honey butter, as he was known. He just passed away, age eighty eight. It's a shame. Yeah, Anvil fell right on him. So you put that on. You drive. Right, you get to the uh, the location. You see everybody out there. You see uh, people protesting. You see Gilda. You rev the engine. <laughs> she licks her lips. Ugh. You look at the clock in the car. Two fifty-eight. Okay. You unlock the the passenger door. My heart is racing. Two fifty-nine. Holy shit! You look over. Gilda acknowledges you keeps walking around in the circle the moment that clock switches over to three colon zero zero yeah you hear two gunshots oh geez then you hear sirens wail and then you hear a roar of applause (laughs) and running straight towards you as if he knew it was the car he had to be in is bud sliman wow I unlock my doors. You unlock your doors. He opens up, gets in. He screams, go, go, go. I turn on NPR again. NPR's already going. (laughs) All right, I guess I make my getaway. You make your getaway. You drive through the city. You see just like the people behind you in shock, just cheering you on. You see like uh, lights in the background light up. You just hear sirens, you know. You're driving for like two minutes, and then you see like, blue and red lights in the mirror and you're just driving down 35 right you're going south you look back you see there's like four cops behind you he's put the fucking hammer down and keep going yeah dude you drive well into the night right like you drive for like till you basically run out of gas and you look back and like you're just flying down the fucking highway wow. and you are just like in cruising USA everybody's in your dust you guys stop and get gas you're just in and out boom 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 three minutes you're back on the road you see that there's like a roadblock up ahead you take an exit you drive down a dirt road you kind of get like like just like hauling ass down this dirt road, right? Yeah. Off the highway. Your car's enveloped in like a brilliant white light. And then you feel it just lift up off the ground. <laughs> what? And then you hear Bud Slime and go, Oh no, not again. Ah. And he pulls his phone out and he starts recording. He goes, Hey, Bud Slime in here. He's got it like turned on him. He goes, Uh, I guess they're not done with my ass. <laughs> and he uh he goes, This is Oh, who are no. you? And he turns the camera on you. I'm Patrick. 
He goes, this is, and he just passes out, and then you pass out. You wake up, like, tied to, like, a steel bed. Jeez. And you can just see, like, just a bright light with things at the edges. You can't even really make them out. You hear some sort of a fuzzy voice behind you, and you see an implement be, like, kind of, like, lowered over your face. Oh, sure. And then uh, there's just, like, a bright red dot. And it uh, blows a hole through your skull. Oh, man. <laughs> they, they kill you right on the table. <laughs> they kill you right on the table. It was quick and painless. Why? You, know, you were with Butt Sliming, I guess. I guess they wanted their revenge. I don't know. You'd have to ask them their motives. Man, that was really something. That was a ride. Fuck. Yeah, you fucking died. <laughs> the butt sliming wanted <laughs> wanted man well you know what I followed my heart and I did what I thought was right and I got I have no regrets 